بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على سيد المرسلين مولانا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه ومن سبعهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين وبعد respected brothers elders esteemed scholars sisters if there's any here السلام عليكم ورحمة الله Half of the month of Ramadan has gone past. It's amazing uh, how quickly uh, this month of Rahmah has gone. I remember before Ramadan, there were certain people saying, oh, you know, the usual every single year, the same. We are lambiros, long fasts, you know. Uh, some don't say explicitly in their words, some say explicitly, you know. And look, subhanAllah, half the month has elapsed. And the truth is that I say to those brothers who ever say this to me, I say, ask those people who were here last year and who are not here this year, what they would give to spend another Ramadan in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You've all heard the famous narration, the famous hadith. Of the Prophet sallallahu When the Messenger of Allah sallallahu was ascending the pulpit. So he was climbing the pulpit. And on every step he said, Ameen. First step, Ameen. Second step, Ameen. Third step, Ameen. So the Sahaba radiallahu anhum asked the Messenger of Allah sallallahu They said, Oh Messenger of Allah, we saw you do something today that we've never seen you do before. What was the Ameen about? So the Prophet ﷺ said, and our, the three things, but I just want to focus on one thing. The Prophet ﷺ said, when I place my foot on the pulpit, Jibra'il descended and he said, cursed, removed from the rahm of Allah. It's a curse, removed from the rahm of Allah is he who attains the month of Ramadan but does not attain forgiveness from Allah. Attains the month of Ramadan but does not attain the forgiveness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because this is a month where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is really looking for excuses to forgive a person. Looking for excuses to forgive a person. It's easy to get the rahmah and the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this month. The Messenger of Allah sallallahu said, Man saama ramadhana imanan wa ihtisabna ghufira lahu ma taqaddamin min tambih. Man qama ramadhana imanan wa ihtisabna ghufira lahu ma taqaddamin min tambih. Prophet sallallahu said, Whoever praises trawi salah in the month of Ramadan, trawi salah, Allah will forgive all his sins. Whoever fasts in the month of Ramadan, Allah will forgive all his sins. Look, subhanAllah, Allah is looking for excuses to forgive a believer in this month. And the beautiful thing about doing tawbah to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, what is the beautiful thing about doing tawbah? We and you need tawbah, yes? We need tawbah. 
But the truth is that when we do tawbah in reality, we are actually pleasing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Ajeeb. We are pleasing Allah samad. So this is a month where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants a believer to attain his rahmah. Look, Jibra'il. Who sent Jibra'il? Allah. So Jibra'il is sent by Allah. Jibra'il is cursing. Who is saying Ameen? The Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. So the person who attains the month of Ramadan, but does not attain the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he is removed from the rahmah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this is why in this month, you know, have some practical, I know it's halfway through, but have some practical goals. Firstly, everybody in Ramadan should become a tahajjudwala. You should read tahajjud every single person. Easy. You're, st- you're awake before fajr time. So all you need is another five, ten minutes. Do your wudu, read your tahajjud. Month of Ramadan. And in the latter part of the night, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala descends to the lowest heaven every single night. And he asks his servant, look subhanallah. You know, Allah asks his servant, is there anything you want, I will grant. You know, Ramadan, yeah? I think every maybe day or every weekend you have a chanda here, yeah? You guys are getting tired, aren't you? You look at your clock. You know, look, he's taken over two, uh, two minutes. You know, he's taken over two minutes of our time. You know, some guys want to tell him, sit down, you're taking two, month, uh, two minutes of, of our time. Yeah, you get tired of people asking you. Allah is asking you, do you want? Allah is asking you, do you want? Human people get tired of giving. Allah, the more you ask him, the more happy Allah becomes. So every single day, read whatever you can, eight rakats, four rakats, even two rakats, but become people of tahajjud and make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Everybody can become people of tahajjud in the month of Ramadan. You only need 15, 10, 15 minutes extra. Do tawbah to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Best time to do tawbah is at that very moment. Do tawbah to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. As I mentioned earlier on, Allah, the unique thing is that when a person does tawbah to Allah, Allah becomes happy. Look at this example that the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam gave us. He gave us an example of a person who's in a jungle. So this person is in a jungle and the only thing he has with him is his camel and all his food and his drink are on this camel. What happens is that he lies down for a little while and he sees, he wakes up and he sees his camel's gone. Now he runs frantically this way, that way, looking for his camel. He can't find his camel. Eventually, he lies down because he has nothing to eat, nothing to drink. He's the middle of the desert. He lies down waiting for death. He closes his eyes. After a while, he opens his eyes and he sees his camel standing in front of him with all his food, with all his drink. And he jumps up and he's so happy, he's elated. And he, uh, because he, what he wants to say is, Oh Allah, 
You are my Lord and I am your servant. But because he's so ecstatic, he's so happy, what slips from his tongue is, Oh Allah, you are my servant and I am your Lord. The message of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, when a person does tawbah to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah becomes more happier than this person who found his camel. Allah doesn't need your tawbah. Allah doesn't need my tawbah. But this is the month. By the end of this month that we become clean from sins. That we become clean from sins. And this is why, you know, you heard the hadith where the Prophet ﷺ said, make this fast, make this salah, make this salah as though it's your final salah. Yes, your farewell salah. Make this Ramadan like it's your farewell Ramadan. Make this Ramadan special. The, let me define what Ramadan is for you. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala states in the Quran, Ya ayyuhaladheena aminu kutiba alaykum sayyam, kima kutiba alaladheena min qablikum, la'allakum tattaqoon. O you believers, we have prescribed, we have made farther upon you fasting, like we made it farther upon those who came before you. Why? So you train yourself. So you become God conscious. So Ramadan is a time where you train yourself. You realign your thoughts. You realign your habits. This is what Ramadan is. The minimal that you do in Ramadan, the minimal that you do in Ramadan is not eat, not drink, and not have a relationship with your spouse. That's minimal. But that is not really what the fast wants from you. The fast actually wants something more from you. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants you to become people of taqwa. People who are God conscious. People that for the rest of the year, that Allah to you is hadir nadir. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is in front of you. That's what Allah wants. And month of Ramadan is where you prepare. So in the month of Ramadan, your stomachs are empty. Yeah, you're fasting. Yeah, you're, you're no drink, no food, no relationship with the spouse. So you're fasting. But Allah wants more. What does Allah want? Allah wants you to make your eyes fast. Your stomach, training your stomach, your stomach's being empty and fasting is not enough. Allah wants your eyes to fast. Allah wants your tongues to fast. Allah wants your ears to fast. Allah wants your hand to fast. Allah wants your feet to fast. What do I mean by this? See, generally, eating is jai throughout the year. But even in the month of Ramadan, even eating becomes haram. You, you can normally eat, but in Ramadan, even eating becomes haram. Why then, if something which is generally har halal in the month of Ramadan becomes haram, then what about those things which are generally haram? So your stomach remaining hungry and empty should make you conscious of the fact that your other limbs need to fast as well. Nowhere in the Quran does Allah say that the purpose of fasting is to remain hungry. No. Allah says the purpose of fasting so that you become God conscious. So now this normal fast that we generally do, we don't eat, we don't drink, 
We don't have a relationship. It's not good enough. No, we, we, need, our, we need our tongues to fast. How do our tongues fast? We don't slander. We don't do liba. If you can remain hungry for 18 hours, you can stop doing liba. You can be stop doing slander. If you got a general habit of swearing, if you can remain hungry for 18 hours, then you can stop swearing. If you got a tendency of abusing people, abusing those who work under you, abusing those who work with you, abusing your children, abusing your parents, abusing your wife, your husband, what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants in this month is that your tongue begins to fast. Your tongue fast. In the time of the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, they brought him a report that there were these two ladies that they were literally dying out of hunger. That's how hungry they were. They were fasting, it was Ramadan. They were dying out of hunger. So the Prophet ﷺ called these two ladies and they bought these two ladies and the Messenger of Allah said, give them a bowl. So they gave them a bowl and the Messenger of Allah said, vomit. Vomit into this bowl. So these women, they begin to vomit. What do they vomit? They vomit pieces, flesh, pieces of blood, pieces of flesh, fresh. So the Messenger of Allah وسلم, said, these women, they close their fast on halal, meaning at sahri time, at suhoor, they had halal food. But they opened their fast on haram. They were still fasting. So what did the Messenger of Allah mean? They opened their fast on haram. What he was saying was that these women were backbiting. And when you backbite your brother or your sister, it's as though you are eating their flesh. Now, subhanallah, why doesn't this happen today? It happened in the time of the Messenger of Allah, where the Messenger of Allah wanted to tell, to show this ummah, that this is the severity of backbiting in the Ramadan. Now this is why brothers and sisters, look, let, let's realign the way we fast. Let's realign the way we fast. No, anybody backbite, tell them brother I'm fasting, in his sign. You feel like backbiting, stop backbiting. You feel like slandering because it becomes a habit. Because you know what, generally the case is, let me say, and let me be very blatant about this, because you have no self-respect yourself. Because you have no self-honor, you, you slander other people, you backbite other people because you think they have no self-respect like you. You have no honor. I was on this WhatsApp group, even this morning, and this is, I, wallahi, I'm not speaking about my own piety, but it's a group, and I said right at the end, they were having a go, it's another country, they were having a go at some other ulama there, and I said to them, I said, listen, I said, defend the honor of your brother and integrity like you would like others to defend your honor. But because some of us have no self-honor, this is why we think other people have no self-honor. So in the month of Ramadan, realign the way you talk, the way you behave. Haram. Haram. To look at haram in the month of Ramadan and other the month of Ramadan, but in the month of Ramadan you are practicing. What do I mean? Haram. You like to look at something which is haram. You like to look at females. You like to look at males if you're female. You like to look at certain things on your you know, social media or on, on your you know, uh, YouTube, etc. 
realign. Allah, you, your stomach is fasting. Allah wants your eyes to fast. Allah wants those eyes to fast. So, so train those eyes in the month of Ramadan to fast. Your hands. Train these hands to fast. What do I mean by this? If you have a tendency of writing haram, if you have a tendency of abusing, hitting people with these hands, then in the month of Ramadan, these hands need to be fasting. If your stomach is fasting, these hands need to be fasting. If you have a tendency of walking towards haram, in the month of Ramadan, your feet need to be fasting. i tell you why. Because if you don't train them in this dunya, if you do not train them in this dunya, then a day will come that Allah will put a seal on your mouth. And on that day, your eyes will bear a testimony against you. Your ears will bear a testimony against you. Your hand will bear a testimony against you. Your feet will give shahada that this guy performed haram with me. You were in the room, nobody watched you. Yeah, you thought you got away with it. And that's how you and I work. And it's only wallahi, it's only by the fadl of Allah that Allah puts a farda upon our sins in this dunya. Otherwise, nobody would sit next to you and I. Besides a few. That is a fuzzle. But on that day, when the first man and the last man, when every single Nabi will be standing there, when your parents, your cousins, everybody will be standing there in front of Allah, every single one, from the day that you became baling to the day that you died, every single action will give. And if you try to deny it because your hands did not fast, because your tongue did not fast, because your eyes did not fast, then on that day, that very Allah will put a seal upon your mouth. You're trying to be smart with Allah. You're trying to play Allah. And then your ears will, your, can you imagine? Your ears will bear testimony. Your hands will bear testimony. They, they will talk. And this is why brothers, make this fast like it's your final fast. Make this Ramadan different. Make this Ramadan very different for your children. Let your children know that it's Ramadan. Make sure there's an environment in your home which is different in the month of Ramadan. Wallahi, this is so, so important. If there is no difference in the month of Ramadan and other than the month of Ramadan, besides you don't eat and you drink, then you know what? The fear is that your children will go a step further. You know, when I first went to Badarsa Darulumbari, I remember uh, I went to Batli to my friend's house, the Gujarati. Yeah, and uh, they had these uh, TVs. Okay, and on those TVs, they would put a, uh, a black cloth. There wasn't a Kaaba, yeah? They would throw a black cloth over it. Meaning in the month of Ramadan, the TV is out of bounds. Now I looked at this, you know, I was 16, 17 years, I thought, what a joke is this, you know, throw the TV out. Yeah, you know, you're idealistic, at 16, 17, 21, 20, you, every, the world is ideal to you. The only thing, who, guy who's not ideal is yourself, but everything else should be ideal to you. So I was thinking to myself, you know, even this, may Allah give my nephew uh, Jannah, he passed away, he was my age, slightly older than me. I remember when I was going past the masjid, and he was like one of the bad boys, and I was studying in Madarsa, and he had his music blasting. And as soon as he got to the masjid, he put the music down. And I said, what are you doing? 
I said, haram in the first place. He goes, yeah, 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 yeah. Go, go, go away, carry on. Yeah. So then, you know, and I was thinking, what, what a joke. But you know, in all honesty, in all honesty, when you grow up, you realize even that is his man speaking. Even that little. When you go, when an elder goes into a gathering and the young ladies, they put a scarf over their head when they don't generally pay. Think, what a joke. You know, you don't fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. No, it is from the deen to respect your elders. This is the imam speaking. It's not ideal. But you know, this cloth over the, 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 the TV. I thought, what a joke. I said, get rid of the TV, shaitan. The jaws one eye. Now I see that wallahi and I see the benefits of that. Because you're telling your children Ramadan is special. You're telling your children Ramadan is a special month, no TV. You go to many homes, Ramadan, no Ramadan. You're still blasting the TV full all day long. There, there's lewd stuff going on, it's exactly the same. No Quran, no dhikr. Come fast time, you eat to your full and you can't even get up for Maghrib Salah. And your children are watching this and they're clocking this. They are clocking this, they are watching this and they're saying, My dad, he never prays this Salah, this month is nothing. And then come, and so when your children don't fast, that that's, what you, that's what they saw. They saw you doing minimal in the month of Ramadan. You never went to Taraweeh, you never read no Quran in Ramadan, out of Ramadan. And then you'll turn around and say, Yar zamana yesah. Yar, the children like, are like this. The children today don't listen. You're the one who was responsible for the children. If our children fail, nobody else is to blame besides you and I. You can't blame Mashallah. You are the parents. And look, let me make exception. Some parents work very hard with the children and they still come out rotters. That's different. But the vast majority, if you worked with your children and if you made an effort with your children, then generally they come out right. But if you're 4% in the country maximum and you're 12% in prison, then you failed. If education-wise you're the lowest in the country by the Afro-Caribbean, you fail. It's not mashara, it's you and I. As Imam Shafi says, We like to blame time. But there is no fault with time. Time is like this. Children today are like this and that. And if there is any one fault with time, if time has any one fault, it is that it has to carry the light of you and I. That is the only fault with time. So brothers, make your Ramadan different for your children. Wallahi, that's your tarbiyah. Turn off the TV or minimize your TV. Let you read some Quran in your home. Do some dhikr. Make your children fast as long as they can fast. Have special food for them at iftar time. Have special food for your children at iftar time. You have special food anyway, I don't need to say that. Because you're fasting, you're going to have special food. Of course you're going to have special food. You know, your women will spend four hours in Ramadan, three hours. You know, four or five types of dishes. Four or five types of dishes. And then Allah says, That this month is a month of taqwa. Not just for the men, just for the, and for the women. You can't become muttaqi standing on a stove. 
If you have no children, and I know you're going to say, look, this Mawlub is encroaching. He's come first time, he's encroaching on every facet of our life. And now he's, he's restricting our food. He's cussing us about our children. But listen, the month of Ramadan, eat light. Eat light at iftar. Go to the masjid. Read your the Maghrib Salah. And if you can't go to masjid, read it at home. And then go for your Taraweeh Salah. Go for Taraweeh Salah. Why do you think, listen, why do you think Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala kept Laylatul Qadr at the end and not at the beginning? Think about it. Because if Allah had kept it at the beginning, all of us would have attained Laylatul Qadr. Because first two, three Taraweehs were all there. Every masjid is full. I think Mullah Nish reads Taraweeh here, yeah? His cousin Mullah Muaz reads our place. He was saying that even Masjid Fulah, there's only two or three softs. Same as first day was full. And then, mashallah, Allah kept Laylatul Qadr at the end for a reason. You know what that reason is? That you're meant to build up towards it. Not you're meant to fizzle out by the fourth or fifth day. You build up to it. And this is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala kept Laylatul Qadr at the end. You spiritually build up to the end of Ramadan. So brothers, if you haven't been praying Taraweeh, Barakallah. If you haven't been praying Taraweeh, yeah, now inshallah, look, there are certain circumstances and you know your circumstances, but yeah, break the back of shaitan. You only have Taraweeh once a year. Once a year. You only have Ramadan one month in a year. Make it as though it's your final Ramadan. You know, make it different. Make it different for your children. And also, I like to add, Eid. Make sure you take off for Eid. Unless you cannot get off work for Eid, make sure you take that day of Eid. Not just for Eid namaz. No, you take the entire day off for Eid. You book your holidays now if you haven't already booked them. You know why? Because what you are telling your children if you don't book off for Eid, is that Eid is not important. Eid is not important. Listen, according to the ulama, it is haram. It is haram to fast on the day of Eid. Why? Because you're meant to celebrate on the day of Eid. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives you this celebration on the, on the day of Eid that you fast. On the, on, the day of, sorry, on the day of Eid that you don't fast. Allah makes it haram upon you. What happens? We don't want to even take a day off on the day of Eid. And then we again, we say, Yar, the children, what are you instilling in your children's mind? I'll tell you what you're instilling in your children's mind. You are instilling in your children's mind that it's not important. To, for Eid is not important. And your children will see the entire country celebrating Christmas. But on Eid, there was not even Eid in their homes. Dad went to work on the day of Eid because he couldn't be bothered to take the day of Eid. And then if your children tomorrow have Christmas trees because it was instilled in them that, Eid, that Christmas is important, nobody else is to blame but, but you and I. Nobody. And you have this. How many stories you have slowly that people have Christmas trees in their homes now? Why? Because the parents never bothered instilling the importance of Ramadan. Of Eid. And this is why. Make sure that you, if you can, that the certain circumstances you can't, but if you can take off on Eid, that you take off on Eid. 
don't delay it to the weekend. Nobody delays the 25th of Christmas to New Year's Eve. Do Eid on the day Eid is. And listen, thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, wallahi for this fast that you have. We have fasted, we have fasted the 4 o'clock fasts, and we have fasted the half past 9 fast. Wallahi. And this has nothing to do with my piety. Yeah, wallahi, I would, I would prefer a half past nine fast. I'll tell you why. Because by the end of it, you feel like you achieved something. You feel like you have stayed slightly hungry for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Nowadays, you know, you're looking for loopholes. You're looking for easy. Oh, you know what? Let me, let me bunk a few rose. Yeah? I'm not as productive. All right, I'll keep the most of them. Let me bunk a few taraweez. Maximize, maximize this month. Let me finish off with a story for you, which happened in 1961. And you know, you hear these fatwas, oh, let's, let's follow Saudi, you know, because we follow Saudi for, for uh, Eid. Let's follow Saudi in the fasting. Let's make it so I can't fast. Oh, you know, it, it's exams coming. Allah puts barakah. Allah puts barakah when you fast. So it's exams, I don't really want to fast. No, fast. I've got to do work, I've got to travel far. Fast. Okay, you have a, a, a bit of dispensation if you're a traveler, but fast. But let me tell you about a story. In 1961, in 1961 in Tunisia, the leader was a president called Burqaybo Abu Ruqayba. He was a secularist. So he believed that fasting actually made productivity less. So he wanted to ban fasting in a Muslim country, Tunisia, in 1961. The main mufti of Tunisia was a man called Sheikh Ahmed ibn Ashur, rahimahullah. He was a Maliki mufti, he was a mufassir of the Quran. And he wanted him to give a fatwa that people don't have to fast in Ramadan because it lowers productivity. So Shaykh Ahmed bin Ashur, rahimahullah, he came on the pulpit and he, and he sat on the, I'm sorry, on the TV. He, he sat on his chair and, the, t, and, the, and the, uh, the cameras were on him. And he said, A'udhu billahi min shaytan rajeem, bismillah rahman rahim Ya ayyuhal ladheena aamanu kutiba alaykum as-siyam kama kutiba ala ladheena min qablikum la'allakum tattakoon. He said, this is what he said. He said, oh believers, fasting has been made further upon you like it was made further upon those who came before you so that you may attain taqwa, so that you may attain God piety, so that you may attain God consciousness. He said, Sadaqallah wa kathaba Abu Ruqayba. He said, Allah has spoken the truth and our president Abu Ruqayba has lied. Abu Ruqayba had Sheikh Ahmed bin Ashur removed from his post as the Grand Mufti of Tunisia. He sacked him. Then Abu Ruqayba came on TV in Ramadan with a cup, a glass of water in Ramadan. And he drank the water in Ramadan. And anybody in the government, anybody who worked for any governmental post, if they fasted, they were sacked. But still, still, believers remained firm on their deen. Believers remain firm on the day. Vast majority of people still fast. You find this fast difficult? Ask for the Muslims in China who, can't, who are not even allowed to fast. You find Tarawi difficult? Ask the Muslims in China who, are, who would love, who would give anything to pray Tarawi, but they are, don't have the opportunity 
to pray tarawih. You have the name of Allah, brothers and sisters. Thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So brothers, I'll finish here. Make this fast like it's your final fast. Make this fast like it's your final fast, your final year. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept our fasting. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by the end of this Ramadan make us closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That Allah forgives all our sins. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala keep us united in dunya, reunited in Jannah. Barakallah feekum. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah.